Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Alexia Gomez from the Napa Valley. She is the proprietor of Alexia Viola, Napa Valley. Alexia, thank you so much for being with me today. Thanks for having me, Michelle. This is going to be such a fabulous conversation. Not only are we going to learn all about you, but we are in your workshop, which is kind of nestled in the woods. Yeah. And it's a, like the special little spot in Calistoga. Yeah. It's my little hideaway back here. <laughs> it is. It is an amazing little place to create and design all things sparkly and pretty. But before we talk about your fabulous jewels... Let's talk about your career. You first had a career in marketing and in the software business, but yeah. you took a trip to India in 2010 yeah. and your life changed forever. Yeah. It was a big shift back in those days. Um, you know, like so many of us women, we get to be, you know, entering into middle age and whatever we were doing before was fabulous. And now we're thinking, but what's the next step in my big adventure. So for me, I had built a software company with my then husband um, that served the wine industry and that had been wonderful. He and I worked really well together and built this awesome company. And it, it came to be a time when, you know, we could afford to hire out my roles. So we hired several people who could all take over all the various things that I've been doing. And so then I had a choice. Do I want to do I want to expand on one of those pieces that I love and, you know, build that arm of the business or do I want to just try something else? So I was thinking about that. Those, those thoughts were swirling around in my head and I got this opportunity to go to India with my good friend, Sina, who was leading a tour group there. And I said, you know, I'm going to go. I've wanted to go to India for years. I'm going to go. And it was this wonderful trip. There were about 10 of us women from Napa Valley who went I, I didn't actually know many of them very well, and we all became really good friends during that trip because I think it was kind of that time in all of our lives when we're starting to think about what was next for us. And all I wanted to look at in all the markets were the gemstones. So in India, there's like so much is made there and so many beautiful things to look at and buy from spices to textiles to you name it. And in the back of every shop was a little corner where they had gemstones, and I made a beeline there every time. And such a wonderful, encouraging trip that it was. You know, I was getting asked, why are you just looking at the gemstones? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> drawn to them. And they said, you should start making jewelry. And I thought, this is a sign. Maybe I will start making jewelry. So I did. I just kind of started beating things and going to gem shows and buying gems and I decided you know I'm gonna try this so your parents were artists right yeah so maybe you had the artist gene I do I, I actually have a degree in fine art studio oh, okay. so <laughs> so it's kind of like I feel in some ways like I took a really long time to get here and I did a lot of other great things on the way but then 
you know, this was kind of meant to be, I think, for me to do something that was a little bit more hands-on creative, you know, actually making something. So, yeah, and my dad is an artist. Um, my mom didn't end up being an artist professionally, but she was also a really great sculptor. My dad is a painter, so that's definitely in my bones. What's been the most challenging part of starting this business? You've had it now for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gosh. I mean, I think, you know, other than kind of the obvious where you have to wear every hat and you have to learn a lot of things and you don't necessarily, there's like no, there's no uh, book that you can really read that's going to tell you every step. The other part is, you know, it's it's a bit solitary, you know, it's a little bit lonely. You're in, I'm in this studio, wonderful it is, as it is with, you know, all of nature around me and the bird song and all of that. It, you know, it just gets a little bit lonely. And so I think a lot of entrepreneurs find that they need to get out and just like, just get out and see people. But, you know, it's a lot easier to do that when you're working a regular job and you're going into an office and whatnot. And when that's not your life, it's... It's hard. So for me, I think that's been the hardest thing, honestly, is it's, just solo time. Is It's a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> has there been someone that has inspired you mm-hmm. or helped mentor you through your business that yeah. you can speak of? Yeah. So I actually have a, a number of jewelry designer friends who have helped me a lot. You know, people who are further along in their jewelry business and you know honestly we're all competitors we're all vying for the same buyers dollars and and um, stores and museums and whatnot where we sell our our product but you know this industry I find is like so nurturing and some of my best friends in this business are people who make jewelry that's similar to mine but they just want to we all want to see each other succeed so I would say that's been that's actually been the most heartening thing I've discovered about being in this business for sure is that it's, it's kind of surprising. It's really the opposite of doggy dog. It's really very supportive. Just your peers have been very supportive and there isn't someone else that's really kind of helped you from a business standpoint. You know, I don't, not really. I mean, you know, a lot of people here and there, a lot of angels out there, but I don't have like a, uh, noteworthy like coach or something I can name. It's just been a lot of really well, great advice. And you had a lot of great experience already under your belt. So, um, but jewelry, the jewelry business was new to you. So I just, yeah. I just wondered. A lot of jewelers do, I think have, you know, they might work under like a master jeweler for some length of time. And I really haven't had that. I'm really all self-taught and I've taken classes and just tried a lot of things on my own. And I think, you know, when you grow up, in an artist environment. And, you know, like I said, I went to art school. So I just, I have a lot of kind of innate ability, I guess. So I'm willing to try things. Right. (laughs) So So that warrants the question, where do you get your inspiration for the designs that you have? Because they're so beautiful. And I think they're unique. I've not seen much that resembles it. So I, I think it's fabulous. I love to hear And that. everybody Thank needs you. to have a piece. I yeah. love yeah. I <laughs> Yes, love and it is available. <laughs> um, you know, it's an interesting question because as a designer and an artist, you get asked that a lot. And sometimes you feel like, I don't know, maybe my response is mundane. But I just, I get inspired by my life here. I started to look around at some point and realize that I've lived in Napa Valley a long time and lived in this little, this little 
intimate valley in this little community and, you know, raised my kids here, built another business here in this town. And I can't help but be influenced by like everything I see around me. And this lifestyle is very, it's very slow paced and it's very, it is very artisanal on every level, you know, all the farm to table and all the organic farming and all of the vineyards around us and all of it. And so many of the people that I know here are part of that industry where a lot of what we talk about is our process for making whatever it is that we make. And so I feel like that community really inspires me and my na- my natural world around me that I'm right in the heart of. You know, I'm not an urban designer. I'm very much a rural designer. And so it's just that the beauty of Napa Valley, the whole culture of Napa Valley, the whole pace of Napa Valley. I really feel like that sums it up pretty well for me. So have you changed your approach over the years? Or your style? I feel like I. Your designs? It's evolved a little bit, you know. Um, I am influenced by fashion, I won't lie. You know, my line is designed to be on trend and current. It's not exactly like art jewelry, you know, per se. Um, And so it does evolve a little bit over time. And right now, what's really popular are like gold chains. Everybody likes to layer gold chains. And so that's a wonderful, actually, segment of my line that I've been creating more of, which are a lot of these beautiful gold chains that you can just layer. You can layer them with my other beaded jewelry. You can layer them with other jewelry you have. One of my customers, um, I asked her to give me a testimonial, and she wrote this beautiful testimonial. She said, Alexia's jewelry just pairs well with everything that I have from vintage to you know, high-end fine jewelry to, you know, my grandma's necklace, all of it. And this woman, she's so adorable. She will wear like literally 10 necklaces and a whole arm of bangles and three earrings on each ear. And she just looks like if I wore that, I would feel like totally wrong. (laughs) But I look at her and she looks amazing. And she doesn't look like she's wearing too much jewelry. So she just really pulls it off and it's right she wears my pieces she has some of my beaded pieces that she loves that she can wear single or double and then she has these like vintage pieces that she wears with it and some other like um you know she's got these cartier bracelets that she wears with my bracelets and it's really cool so i would say my my design has kind of evolved over time, kind of with fashion, with what I hear from my customers that they love. I'm like, if something's selling really well and people love it, I'm inspired to make more of that. It actually, I would say actually that does inspire me. It inspires my creative juices to go, oh, well, that, if people love that, what else could I do with that? And that's exciting for me. Well, I kind of feel like they're timeless pieces. I like to make them that way. I mean, I don't, I want things to be on trend, but they don't want, I don't want them to be so trendy that it's just one more thing that you've seen a million of. I want it to feel like it's something special. I want people to wear my jewelry and feel like this is something special. It has some meaning. And I, I get that from a lot of my customers. I, I met this woman um, last year who had bought one of my pieces at a store in Napa. And um, she came to me and she said, oh my gosh, I saw that you were doing this event. I wanted to come and see you. She said, I bought one of your necklaces for myself and my friend who was going through cancer treatment. And so we had this talisman we both were wearing and it's so special to me. And I thought, 
that's like the best story ever. I love that story. I love that she saw my piece and she felt like it was very wearable, like she could wear it every day. And it also felt special and unique. So that I love that. That is a nice story. You are now branching into candles and home fragrances. Yes. Yes. I'm loving it. (laughs) So you didn't have enough to do. (laughs) Right. right? Okay. She does bracelets, earrings, necklaces, all spectacular. You've got to check them out. But I can't even imagine why you decided to tackle now candles and home fragrances. Yeah. So tell me why. Yeah. It's like hashtags makers going to make, right? (laughs) (laughs) Really? But during COVID, when a lot of my stores had shut down, thankfully not, I didn't lose many. Um, Most of them were able to stay in business through that time, but but all of them like literally physically closed their doors for months. And so I, you know, was selling mostly direct to consumer at that point. And, you know, that's a very different thing. So I had a lot of time on my hands and I had wanted to make candles for a long time just for fun. So I just started to get into it, you know, you end up making a lot of it, (laughs) more candles I can ever burn on my own, (laughs) investigating fragrances and fragrance blends and wanting to make these beautiful soy candles that were simple, you know, my aesthetic just for the purpose of having them and gift giving. And then I thought, you know, why not sell these too? And so I put them on my website and I did some in-person markets and they did really well there. So that's now another facet of my business that I'm doing. I'm only selling them direct to consumer. So they are not for wholesale at the moment because I would just want to make the pricing really easy for people so they can bring them into their home because it's a hard thing to buy online I find candles so I want to encourage people to try them and of course I sell them to all my friends and get them out there that way but you know I would say it's not the core aspect of my business but I would love at some point in the future to expand more into the home and lifestyle and to have Alexia Vale and Napa Valley be like a whole lifestyle brand, but you know, it's baby steps, of course. What size are the candles? Votives, larger candles, or? They're kind of medium size candles, like they're um, eight ounce candles roughly. And then I make a little bit bigger size that is a 13 ounce. And they have like the smaller ones, the eight ounce have like a 40 hour burn time. And the larger ones have more like a, well, it's almost an 80 hour burn time. And they're all soy, all natural soy wax, very clean fragrances, um, lead-free wicks. They're really just clean and beautiful and nice. And I put them in these simple glass containers that I chose because they look kind of like wine glass, wine bottle glass, but they're not. They're a little bit more elegant than just using an old wine bottle, I think. So they're quite lovely. I'm loving it. It's fun. That's good. <laughs> Which I've got to ask, what drives you? How do you, how do you keep going? I don't know. I'm from Minnesota originally, and there's this thing, the Midwestern work ethic, that is, you know, growing up, I'd heard that term. I didn't really buy it. I'm like, what does that mean? But I am kind of like the energizing Energizer Bunny. I just <laughs> love to keep doing. I can't, I really can't just sit around. I have to be making and doing and working. And now that my kids are grown, I'm free to work all that I want to. So it's kind of a luxury right. to just like, keep doing stuff. And I think, I feel like the more you do, the more you want to do. It's kind of like exercise. Once you start in, you get a good exercise routine going, it's like what used to be hard or you didn't 
didn't think you could do it. Now you want to do it all the time. You want to do it more. So it's been the same way with my jewelry and candles. I just, the more I do, the more that's out there that I want to try and make. And so momentum, I guess. Momentum. Okay. (laughs) Well, the holidays are approaching. Yeah. What should everybody be buying their special someone this year? Oh, goodness. Whether it's for the holidays or a special occasion or birthday. Yeah. What do you think they should be getting? Well, (laughs) um, I just made, uh, for some dear friends, uh, the husband asked me to make a necklace for, for his wife for the 25th wedding anniversary. And so I actually made, I don't normally do carrot gold, but I said, you know, it's your 25th wedding anniversary. We've got to do precious metal. So I did a 14 karat gold necklace for her. And I just did a very simple pendant with some gemstones, um, Herkimer diamonds and moonstone. And it turned out so beautifully. So I do take custom requests like that. And everything is made, of course, in my signature style, which is simple. I call it rustic luxe, wine country aesthetic. Um, but other than that, um, you know, if that's not necessarily in your price range or something you're looking for, something at that level, I have been selling a lot of my gold chain pieces. People love those. They're a great price point. It's beautiful lead-free brass chain with this very thick um, satin gold finish, which is hypoallergenic and so durable and just simple chain styles that people are loving. And so I find those to be a great gift because they can be layered with other things. They're simple. They're very on trend. I think those are perfect. Um, but I also have my gemstone pendants that are just infinitely popular. (laughs) So kind of everything people. (laughs) Well, and I like the leather and gemstone yeah. The single uh, gemstone. I yes. Those the, are beautiful. Yes. Those are like my signature thing with the big gemstone mm. on a piece of leather. It's adjustable. So you can wear it as a choker. You can wear it long. I find it like every age group, every body type, it works for everybody. I think it's fantastic. Shockingly, I don't have one yet in my, <laughs> in my um, you need one, collection. <laughs> so maybe that's in my near future. Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. Well, let's talk about your personal life now. You live here in Calistoga. Yeah. First of all, how did you choose Calistoga? Mm, this is a funny story. So um, my mother's family is from Greece. And I'm very close to my cousins that live in Greece. And I, I try to get there, you know, as much as I can um, once a year if possible. My then husband that we, we moved here together 24 years ago, we were kind of looking for someplace. We were both from Minnesota. We're just kind of looking for someplace to move and start an adventure with our life. And so we came out to Calistoga. We visited um, Storybook Mountain Winery, which there story is that it's like a storybook setting and kind of a this fantasy come true kind of situation and so we went there and we just fell in love with this area and we found it to to be a lot like Greece and it is a Mediterranean climate I came to learn so it really is a lot like Greece the air smells like it and the the climate is like it and it's wonderful so we said let's go to Calistoga. We we rolled up the carpets. We sold our house. We came out here. We bought a house. We, you know, started a life. 
um, started a business cold. I mean, it was crazy, honestly, um, <laughs> but it worked. And we built a business from nothing, and that was successful. And our life here has flourished ever since then. But it's we didn't think a lot about it. We just kind of saw it, liked it, came. People thought we were crazy. We probably were, but that's how it happened, and I've been here ever since. You chose Calistoga because of the Mediterranean environment? Yeah. Yeah, we landed here, like I said, on vacation, right. and it reminded us of Greece. Okay. And we just thought, that's it. So if we took a step inside your house, how would you describe your decorating style? I guess it's very mid-century modern. Mm, I mean, not... Uh, not total mid-century modern, because that's a bit too stark and weird for me. But I like modern. You know, I like a modern style, clean, simple lines. Um, I actually worked for Room and Board before we moved here many years ago. <laughs> and so all of our furniture is from there. And I love it. It's good quality, and it's just, you know, I don't like to be buying new trendy furniture all the time. I like simple earth tones and things like that. So, So what's the predominant color? Well... Interestingly enough, if you look at my jewelry collections, you'll see a palette, earth tones, mm -hmm. and sea blue greens, and my furniture choices and my home finishes are very much the same. Oh. I have a whole room that's like, I have a sea green velvet sofa, the walls are a different color green. Beautiful. Yeah. I and love so it. I've curated it for myself <laughs> that way. <laughs> so when you want to kick back and relax, which room do you go to? Oh, gosh. Um, I spend a lot of time in my living room. I spend a lot of time in my... I have what's called an away room. It's just this little room that's meant to get away. I don't know if anyone's heard of um, Sarah Suzanka and her not-so-big philosophy, but I'm totally subscribed to that. And she would always design an away room, which was kind of like a parlor. You know, a little extra room that you can just go in and be away. And so I'd like to spend time in there. But of course, my kitchen, I don't know. I'm in every room in the house. <laughs> <laughs> every room is a good room to relax in. Yes. Sounds like. Yeah. Do you have a hobby? Other than, I wouldn't consider your business a hobby, but do you have a hobby? Do you collect something unusual? Or is there something that you did that people might be surprised to learn about you? I think, um, if I think about that, I mean, I have the typical, you know, hobbies of, you know, various sports and exercise, things like that. But I think the thing people might be surprised to know is that I also read tarot cards. Oh my goodness. Yes. I'm not an expert and I'm a little rusty, but it is something I've loved for quite a while and, you know, made it my mission at one point to teach myself all the cards and did a lot of readings for friends. And Fascinating. Yeah. So that's, I would say that's something probably not a lot of people know or would even expect. <laughs> I don't know anybody that does that. Well, <laughs> and now, now I do. do. Yeah. When's the last time you did a reading? Oh my gosh. You know, I pull cards somewhat regularly just for myself. I haven't done a reading for anyone else for quite a while. So it's, I'm probably due for that. Hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. We could do one for you today, Michelle. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I'm tempted. We'll see. Gosh, I'm so thrown by that right now. <laughs> when you want to escape mm -hmm. and leave the Napa Valley, where do you like to go? I have to say I'm a fan of hopping on a plane and going to Europe or New York. I'm in love with New York City. 
I'm in love with Paris. <laughs> I love to go to Greece. I, I do love to travel. I absolutely love living here and making Napa Valley my home base because how can you not? But, you know, sometimes I like to get into a big city and I love to walk around. I love to ride the subway and I love to just see all kinds of activity that, you know, this is a very serene lifestyle right. here. I love to get out and see that. Get that hustle bustle. Yeah, for sure. Energy. Yes. Of the city. Yes. Is there a meaningful trip that you could share? Oh, man. I mean, my trip to India, obviously, that we already talked about. Um, yeah, that was pretty me meaningful. That was pretty meaningful. I would say, um, I don't know. I don't take many trips. I it, Every once in a while, I'll go somewhere and I'll feel like that was fun, but whatever. But most of the places I go, I'm pretty... I'm pretty particular, you know, I, I'm not a fan of a lot of places that a lot of people love to go, but I am a fan, like I said, of like Paris and New York in particular. And I think in part, it's because of all the history in those cities. I get really inspired and turned on by that. <laughs> so it's pretty fascinating when you sit back and kind of take it all in. Yeah. The history of it yeah. all. Yeah. Or being in what Rome happened? a few years ago, it's just like walking amongst, or Greece, walking amongst all the ruins and just kind of imagining yourself back in time. I love that. So I'm a big Outlander fan, so I've got to go to Scotland next. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd love to go to Scotland. Although I'm, I'm not really excited about the wet, rainy. I think it's wet and rainy. But I think it's beautiful. Just get yourself a nice sweater, you know, <laughs> go to a pub and, and find a nice Scottish man to buy you a beer and I think uh, you'll, be, there you you'll be happy. <laughs> well, on that note, we are in wine country. So yeah. I have to ask, what do you like to drink at home? Oh, gosh. I love, in the summer, I love a good rosé. Mm -hmm. um, I love a good sparkling wine. I love a good... Um, I love um, old world whites, like Viognier, Roussan, Marsan. I love those. In the winter, I love a Manhattan. That's my signature cocktail. If anyone runs into me in a bar and wants to buy me something, that would be it. <laughs> um, mostly in the winter, though, not so much in the summer. Right. Uh, so those are the things I love. Well, on that note, we're going to wrap things up with five quick questions. Okay. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite flower? Ooh, gardenia. What kind of car do you drive? Range Rover. What's your favorite holiday? New Year's. What is something in your nightstand? Oh, my glasses and my Kindle. <laughs> okay. And, and tarot cards. Tarot cards are in there, too. <laughs> and who is one of your favorite fashion designers? That's a tough one. Um, I love Marco Bacego, who's a jewelry designer, who is someone actually was one of the first pieces of jewelry that I had that made me realize that fine jewelry could be fun and beautiful and not boring and stodgy. So I would say Marco Bacego. Okay. Yeah. Italian. Wonderful. Wonderful to talk to you. You Alexia. too, Michelle. This was so much fun. And now we've given everyone some good tips on what to buy for their loved ones. Yes. So thank you again for your time today. Thank you. It's been so much fun. Visit winecountrywomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.